Hey, success fam. Welcome to this edition of CSM Secrets with a very, very well-known personality in the customer success space, Ms. Anika Zubair, joining us from in the EMEA region. Hey, Anika, a very warm welcome to you. Hey, Siva, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here and really excited to talk all things customer success with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you're yourself a podcast host, so I'm sure you know what it feels like to be in both sides of the conversation. Right? Definitely. But I'm really excited to be on this side rather than asking the questions, but a little bit nervous as well, because usually I'm the one asking, but <laughs> I'm excited to to take the opposite role today. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, you, you have a, such an interesting uh, profile, right? I came to know about you, um, you know, because I see you in many events and conferences you're referred to all the time in important customer success posts and i'm sure you carry a wealth of knowledge and that for me starts from your linkedin profile okay and one yeah. of the things that really caught my attention is is that you have said customer success is not a destination but it is a journey right but we do see organizations that look at customer success as one checklist item that they should have because I mean, it is catching the trend, but I would really like you to give a, go a little into the details of this particular statement that you have put in your profile and, and talk about it. Yeah, I love what you've already kind of stated there. And it kind of speaks to the reason why that this is my mantra where customer success is not a destination, it's a journey is because a lot of companies do end up using customer success as a checkbox or tick box item. Like you're saying, it's like done, we've hired a CSM or a CS team and now, okay, everything will be fine. But in my experience of working in customer success for over 10 years now, it's really evolved and it will continue to evolve. And before it was called account management in the early days when I was doing it in the SaaS world and now it's customer success. But ultimately what I'm trying to say here is success is not an end point. Even when we have goals they do not stop once we reach a goal. We continue to progress forward. We continue to evolve our goals. We continue to do more day in, day out. So in customer success, whether it's your CEO or company, they'll always want to continue to get better. Your customers will continue to want to use your software more and more. There will be no end or finish line, in my opinion, when you're working in the subscription economy, maybe in the perpetual licensing economy that we were in before, where you buy software and then it's just, you know, maintenance afterward. But in subscription, you're constantly working on a renewal or new features being released or, you know, rebranding of your product, whatever it is, you'll continue to have to work on something. And in customer success, there's just not a one final destination. It's always evolving. It's a journey and there's just no end point of success in, in my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, right? It's a commitment, like you rightly say. It is. And, and organizations need to look at it. And, and continuing that, right? Your work and also your specialization both uh, seem to converge on fostering growth through relationships, right? Customer relationship. Of Please course, walk yeah. us through your success with some real life examples, because I did see that even your education is along those lines and, you know, sharing all the learnings and how you were able to connect the dots and the value that you were able to bring. Everything that you can share about seeing success through genuine customer relationships, whatever you can share. 
Yeah, I'm happy to. I could probably, we could do the whole podcast on justice, <laughs> but I'll try to summarize as much as I can into a few points in my career, as well as um, the evolution of my career. But I think in general with my specialization in customer facing roles, I've always been in front of a customer or working with a customer or a partner. And that's made me kind of who I am today and what I really am passionate and excited about. I really get a lot of joy and excitement when my customers are able to save money by using our product or save time or be able to do more things because they've implemented our tool and it's really helped them in some way, whether it's personally, professionally, or both. So I get a true passion, excitement from, from being able to help my customers in that way. But coming back to your question about customer relationships, and I think one of the strongest points that I've had in my career is I've helped my own customer get promoted. So I think all of us that are either listening to this podcast or in the professional world, we're always trying to level up. We're trying to make ourselves yeah. better, get that next promotion, do what we can in the next steps of our career. And a big moment for me in my career with customer relationships was actually helping a customer get promoted. So at the time, the company I was at is a data analyst tool and companies buy your software to become more efficient. And for us, it was... Um, the company wanted to make their data analytics more efficient. And my champion was not only able to build beautiful data dashboards, but he also was able to justify the savings would go towards his promotion and hiring a larger team for them to become even more efficient. Now, this isn't something that happened overnight. And that's what I want to get to. It happened because we were fostering the relationship. I was helping him throughout implementation, getting the product up and running, showcasing it to his stakeholders and his own organization. So I think that that's just a big part of fostering those relationships is because of that long-term champion I worked with, he was able to get promoted. And ultimately that made my day as well and kept him as a sticky customer. Wow. That's that's phenomenal value delivered. And, and you've got your outcome, meaning it's you've built a win-win relationship, right? That customer is going to be your sponsor forever, right? For sure. For yeah. sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. Even though I don't work with him directly anymore because I'm no longer at that company, he will still reach out to me occasionally on LinkedIn check in on how things are going. There's a much stronger relationship than vendor customer at that point, because there was a life-changing event that happened for him because of the way that we chose to work together. And I think that that's something so important to remember when you are a customer success professional. Yes, of course, there are customers, there are company logos that you're working with, but at the end of the day, there are people. There are people who are trying to yeah. be better, trying to do better. And I, I think that's, that's where it all stems from. It's helping people. Yeah, yeah, Nika, one of my mentors always used to tell me this, right? I mean, wherever you are, people do things for people. Just remember for that, sure. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh -huh. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so now coming back to a very tricky or a touchy question, I would say, right? So we are talking about people building genuine relationship, etc. But there is also this major trend that is coming on one side where there is a sweeping out of uh, you know, some of the customer success activities by AI and even metaverse, right? And do you see the future of uh, creating such a wide glove people or human experiences, um, you know, cusping with technology? Where do you see us going in the next few years in this space? Yeah, I think it's exciting to be in the space. I think we live in the technological era. So if you don't believe in that, then 
then I don't know what you're what you're doing working in tech today. But tech changes so quickly and so amazingly in such so many different ways that it's hard to keep up. I totally feel that overwhelming side of things. But I do think that it's going to cause so much positive disruption for customer success as well. I think a lot of people get worried that coming back to that people perspective, oh, all the tech or some sort of software is going to replace my job. But that's, I think it's exactly the opposite. It's only going to enhance a customer success manager and be able to give them the tools to be more effective and efficient at what they are doing. And for example, I think in in the, you know, probably the next decade, what we'll probably see come out in customer success tooling is a lot more around data AI for CS, especially for forecasting and company growth predictability. As you know, we're all going through a bit of economic turmoil right now. And a lot of um, SaaS companies, especially venture-backed ones, are dealing with drop in um, valuations. And I just think that having that AI data piece that's able to forecast not only, let's say, your revenue growth and your NRR predictability, but really what is your company growth predictability? I think that's all going to tie in and be very critical for a CSM to be able to use that data. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, so technology can only enhance and enable us better, but not replace. And as long as no, we maintain no, that perspective, yeah. And when we maintain that perspective, we are not really threatened by the technology, but we are more eager to adopt and do better. Right. That is true. Exactly. And like I always say to everyone, when you are bringing on a new tool, it's only going to make you a better customer success manager. You just have to see how yeah. to leverage it. That's that's how you're going to see success with any new data or any new tooling. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just switching gears slightly and, you know, speaking more about you. So you're a regular attendee at customer success events, right? I mean, I've seen, um, you know, some women leaders, not just women, but, you know, some successful customer success leaders go and attend conferences and network, etc. right? What is your yeah. takeaway from attending these meetings? Is it a networking opportunity? Is it a career opportunity or is it a knowledge opportunity? How do you think our audience uh, should learn from your personal experience with very strongly, um, you know, advocating and attending events? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I will say all of the above to what you just said, Suba, but I'm going to break it down. So I'm one of the CSM London uh, meetup community uh, co-founders. And so we organize meetups in London every few, well, pre-pandemic, it was every month. And now it's every few months that we want to bring the community together for in-person events for what you just said around learning, sharing, um, being able to just be open and vulnerable and honest that, hey, this is what I'm doing in my CS org. Is that what you're doing? Is it working? Is it not working? So um, in the early days, when when I first started CSM London, my reasoning was for networking was very selfish, I'll say. It's my, I was very curious to meet other people working in the same industry as I was. And just five, six years ago, when customer success came to London, it wasn't that established, I would say, and it wasn't very known who were, let's say, the CS professionals. So for me, it was just giving an opportunity for people to come together in London, really learn from one another, and know that you're not alone. CS can get a very lonely, and you can end up being in this bubble of doing things just one way because that's what you know. But when we started it five years ago, it was barely heard of here in London. And when I go to these events, 
and have been invited to speak at events, I really see it as a great opportunity to one, see my customer success friends, as I call them, but we also get an opportunity to really learn. CS has done so differently at each yeah. company, and there's still so much to learn and so much to do and so much to really keep innovating in customer success. So when I do speak at events or put these events together, I feel like it's a moment to pay it forward because I learn so much personally from these events and I want to make sure I'm passing that knowledge on. And I also have learned from the leaders who have come before me and I want to inspire those who want to continue to move the needle forward. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, it is amazing, right? I mean, see, I just don't mean to pick on women, but my personal experience, Anika, is that women still continue to network significantly lesser compared to men. And I just wanted your words of wisdom for the audience to hear. So it encourages others to go seek out uh, events and opportunities to meet other CS friends. You know? Yeah, definitely. I also find that interesting, Suba, because I think women are more social animals. Maybe we're a bit more nervous in professional yeah. settings because of, you know, the the current settings within tech, especially being probably more male dominant. But I think women are more social and that's what these events are all about. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that that's that's very good to know, Anika. And now tell us about your podcast, right? I mean, what kind of value does it bring to the audience? What do you try and bring out of the guest for me in this podcast it is about you know um one topic like for me the one thing that i wanted to learn from you is one is your focus on experience the second one is you know the connections you make right so when it comes mm -hmm. to your podcast how does it work like what do you try to get out of the speakers yeah, for sure. So the customer success channel podcast is for anyone that's interested or working in customer success. We really talk about a broad spectrum of topics. So it's not something that we hone in, but we've consistently released a podcast once a month for the last three years. And wow. we're just about to hit 40,000 podcast downloads. So it's really awesome. It's again, it started as a, as a pet project. It was really a passion project. I'm super passionate about customer success and networking with other professionals in the industry. And this was another way of me being able to do that and being able to interview other CS professional leaders, inspirational people. And so uh, much like conferences and speaking events, the podcast is there to share learnings, inspire CSMs and CS leaders on what other people are doing and how we can continue to improve. And it covers every topic, like I said. So you can imagine we dive into like anything and everything, but we want to make sure there are tangible takeaways for our listeners. And so that you can go home and, or go back to your companies and apply some of the learnings to your company. Um, but we do try to stay on topic of one main focus under customer success per episode. We've recently just done charging for customer success. We did mm -hmm. another one for mental health in the CS workspace. So wow. it really covers a broad spectrum, but all under the customer success umbrella. Amazing, amazing, right? I really salute all you people that, you know, that have been in this and doing it so consistently for, you know, even before you knew that this was going to be such a phenomenon, right? Kudos to all of you. And, you know, now I'm going to, you know, get on to my favorite session of the podcast, which is the putting you on the hot seat and, you know, asking you some rapid fire questions. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> and, and you cannot, you cannot take time to think right you've got to okay. answer me quickly <laughs> okay 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 I'll try I'll try my okay. best <laughs> let's do this my favorite question in all podcasts like you're off to the moon and you're likely never coming back 
and you're going to work from there or forever. What are the three functions at work you would take along with you, no compromise for you to be successful? Okay, I'm going to say the three teams that I had meetings with this week because they're probably the most important, which is marketing product <laughs> and my data analyst team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's that's what comes to mind because those are the teams that I've had meetings with. <laughs> okay. All right. So fresh college grads from the best of schools are coming to you. They have no experience in customer success and they are asking for an opportunity to work in your team. Mm -hmm. Top skills, three of them that you would look for before you get them on board with, with you in your team. Ooh, three. Okay. I I have five that I oh, always okay. do anyways. Like these are the five criteria that I hire for, for any CSM joining my team. So whether a new grad or not, but I think there's five C's of being a killer CSM. So curiosity is one, being curious, excited, want to learn that kind of thing. Confidence, you have to be able to speak in front of a stakeholder. So confidence, um, consultative, we are at the end of the day, cons like consults that are working for a company that is helping another company someone who has commercial instincts, because I think we are revenue generators and CS is big revenue house of the entire company. So super important. And finally, communication. I think it's so important that you're able to clearly articulate what you're trying to say to your customer. So those are my five C's of being a killer CSM. <laughs> okay, next one. So if there's one favorite cartoon character of yours that, that actually represents a good ideal CSM, According to you, which one would you choose? Okay, I'm going to say from the outside in, it would be from Aladdin, you know, <laughs> Genie, you know, okay. how he has three wishes that Genie can grant to everyone. I feel like the CSM is your Genie, like everyone <laughs> thinks we have wishes that you can grant. So um, like make this feature put on the roadmap because it's important or, you know, can you do this for me? So I would say a CSM is a, a magic Genie. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fresh and new okay so assume that you were one of the very popular personalities that either lived in the past or it is living now and whenever you look at them you're like oh that would be me if I was in that position is there one such person that you completely identify with oh I'm gonna say Michelle Obama mm -hmm. I think she is absolutely such a rock star um, woman to look up to from a professional standpoint, from a just caring the way she carries herself. Yeah. I, I just think that she's just the ultimate girl boss or woman boss, I should say. She mm. is just amazing. So if I could aspire to to her level of, you know, professionalism and how she carries herself and how she just, you know, eludes confidence, I would love that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what is that one unique skill Anika brings to the table that everyone raves about? I think it's my bubbly personality mm. and being super outgoing and just wanting to always be energetic, high energy, bubbly. I get that a lot too, but I think I, I come always with the fresh perspective every day and just try to make sure that I'm giving my hundred percent to my team, to my customers, to my company. I think that that level of energy that I bring is probably what what if you were to ask my team, they would say. <laughs> okay. According to you, was there one career mistake that you think you want to correct now? Or it's something that you did wrong that you think, oh, I, if I get an opportunity, I would correct that mistake? Oh, there would probably be an endless list of things <laughs> that I've probably made mistakes on. 
but you know, in the moment they were mistakes and, you know, I probably beat myself up for it, looking back at it. But now I would say no, because those mistakes shaped what I did next. And without those mistakes, I wouldn't be where I am. So I would say actually, no, I could share millions. I could share where I've accidentally emailed the wrong pricing to certain customers (laughs) or emailed the wrong information to someone or said something incorrectly on a call. There's been plenty of times where I've done all of the above, but I would say that's what shaped me to be the stronger customer success professional and leader that I am today. So I would say they're not mistakes, they're learning points. (laughs) So as CSMs, we are always thrown into the fire, right? There are always tough situations where the customer on the other side is extremely frustrated. Your go-to strategy to diffuse any difficult situation that has never failed you. Sorry, can you repeat? I I didn't get the full. So you're talking about a difficult situation? Yeah. How do you approach difficult situations? What is the strategy you follow to, to diffuse escalations? Yeah, I would say that, first of all, listen. I think that's the key thing you have to do as a CSM when you are looking at a difficult or tricky situation, whether it's with your customer, your manager, whatever the case is, you have to listen and hear out what the full situation is and then really understand, not just listen and then just that's it, but you need to listen and understand and really be able to take into what's happening, what can I do to possibly sort this out or fix it and then and then go from there. But I would say really to diffuse the situation, you don't come into argue back or you don't come in to prove your point you come in to to listen Hmm. okay so what is the funniest moment you've had with the customer like you shared a good laugh something really funny happened any such instances um (laughs) i'm just thinking of a a customer roundtable that we had recently and um I was actually sitting in a chair and we were at a round table. We were all sharing best practices and I don't know why or what I did to do this, but, um, and this has nothing to do with our product, but I was leaning back in my chair and it fell over. Like I fully <laughs> just fell over in front of all my customers. And the, I mean, it was a great laugh in that moment. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then I, I was a little bit mortified, but I just completely fell over and <laughs> this was in person so everyone oh just got God. to watch me hit the floor. So that was <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> okay. So what does Anika, the brand, stand for? Like if somebody was to define you as a brand and say, this is the brand value or this is her value, what would you what would that be? Is it empathy? I mean, for example, right? It can be anything. What do you think you have stood for or Anika, the brand stands for? I think it's, um coming back to that people relationship builder side of things because everything I do first and foremost is building up the relationships that I have with my customers with my um, team but also with the wider customer success community and I think the other thing I would add to that other than being the relationship building is resilience So Mm. I've always worked in the startup scale up space and you have to have tough skin and you got to go in there and you've got to get the job done. And sometimes you're not always going to love what's happening, but I think that's two parts of it is being that relationship builder, but some level of resilience to everything that happens when you're working at a fast paced startup. So I think that that would be, if I could make that 
in a nice bundle. That would be my personal brand, but I need marketing's help on that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. They will be happy to brand you. And so finally, right, any any parting thoughts, comments, or about anything that you want to share with your audience, including, you know, your LinkedIn handle or way to reach out to you if they would like to know more, you're, feel free to tell them. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm active on LinkedIn. I love connecting with the wider customer success community. So please find Anika Zubair on LinkedIn. You can also listen to the podcast, the customer success channel, or I'm on Twitter as well, although not super active on there. And my handle is at Anika Zubair as well. So um, yeah, you can uh, just hit in Anika Zubair. I'm sure you'll find the podcast for me on LinkedIn. All right. Thank you, Anika. That was a wonderful um, session. I mean, I, I just think I will listen to it again and again. There were little nuggets of wisdom and, you know, laughter and insights. A very interesting uh, to talk to you today. Uh, thanks for making your time. And, uh, you know, we will see you soon in some event as a speaker or as an attendee. I look forward to meeting you in person soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Suba. This is such an honor. I'm so excited. And I do hope we get to meet in person soon. So thank you so much. Thank you, Anika.